0: Hello oh, and welcome to the Super Rugby Review Show. And this week we are reviewing Super Rugby AU or Super Rugby Gold. That's uh, a nice little joke for all you scientists out there. Super Rugby AU round eight action. Yes, we had two games this weekend. The Force against the Reds and the Brumbies versus the Waratahs. Now, um, I don't know what Stephen's been taking, but uh, he does appear to be in uh, in lots of love with the Reds team at the moment, saying that was the better game of this weekend, even though they had a big big win. What what is it with you and the color red? I mean, uh, you you seem to be um you're not a Crusaders fan or anything, but you're, you're 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 loving the Reds team at the moment.
2: I mean, it's only one team, isn't it? I mean, what's the other red teams? I'm I'm kind of at a loss. Um, Reed. The Reeds. What other the Reed red teams, teams are there? The I, I, I
0: don't know why you've why you're in. in yeah, but it's the Reds. Okay, that's is that, there the, a Reed
2: South you... African team. I'm not I'm not sure.
0: No, no, there is um... playing red, but what they're not called know? the red. Well, we well, got the li- red, the lions.
2: Oh, the lions! Um, yeah, the lions aren't red. Good old the lions play red and
0: the crusaders playing red. Um, so, um, yeah, those successful teams. What can well, I wait, say?
2: Wait, wait, wait. Well, hang on, hang on,
1: hang on. The lions playing red. The crusaders playing red. The reds actually playing maroon, <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> and the blues playing navy. <laughs> At least it's well, no, a black marine, recently. navy
0: blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, the blues have all sorts of shades of blue. Let's be blunt. Well, let's yes, be honest. <laughs> absolutely. Um, they 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 really could the not shades they of really, blue. They they really do need a brand manager to get in there and give them. Look, here's your color template, folks. Stick to this color template. Stop it's called Pantone single year.
1: Pantone color chart. That's what they it's need to work color. with. Have a color <laughs> number.
0: They need the color number. Um, and uh, yeah, the other person who's talking who hasn't been introduced yet. So how rude of you yeah. to uh, get involved? Is Ashwin it we had my picture up there,
1: and people are wondering he's here already. So I had to start talking.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
1: on box of fluffies.
0: Box of fluffies. There we go. Oh, cool. <laughs> whatever, whatever those are, folks. Um, but box of fluffy ducks. <laughs> so, will, um, fluffy ducks. we I will. Fluffy ducks. And then Stephen, am I, am I? am I? Are you equally confused, or, or is that very? Or is that kiwi thing?
2: It must be because I know exactly what he's talking about.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. right. it's a kiwi thing. Then
1: Um from <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bombay.
0: So good evening, everyone. Look, we, we come to eight pm every week, every Sunday, um, with this review show. This is the uh, kind of the most um, uh, rabbit hole show of uh, that, we, that we do, where we can head off in all sorts of yeah. tangents. Um, so we'll try and we, 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 we may try and stick with rugby, but we may talk about other things um, as well, such as um, Fluffy Ducks um, and, and maybe even Fluffy Duck drinking games. But it won't, maybe we won't go there. Um, well, the um, oh, 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 It's Fuzzy Ducks, isn't it? Not Fluffy Ducks. Fuzzy Ducks is <laughs> a drinking game. There we go. Drinking. <laughs> um, now, I'm drinking
2: now I'm lost. I have no idea what's going on
0: um so um yeah we kicked off with the force versus the reds so steve you, you said this was the better of the two games so um why don't you take i mean it's let's what it. it didn't look good for the force from early on did it even when i mean because i mean Tupu, topu um um uh, had a good game uh he really is turning into a, a world-class um prop um even if he can sidestep himself fall over and drop the ball inside the try line
2: he's a <laughs> he's a skilly star-studded amazing, you know, you, you put a two next to us his, his one or his, or a one next to his three, whatever side he's playing on, and he's he'll do everything for you. You'll play in the back line, you'll play in the forwards, you'll run people over, you'll sidestep people, and when no one's keen enough to tackle him, you'll just do it all by himself. Um, that's how good a player he is. You know, the, the reason I say this is more the more exciting game of the weekend was because... Just, I just don't like the Waratahs. They just don't play a good (laughs) brand of rugby. But we're going to talk about them later on. I just don't enjoy watching them play. They just don't. We'll talk about the Waratahs later on. But the Reds, more exciting. Um, Yeah, they they thumped the force. But I mean, this was a game that um, they kind of worked their way through. And as the game wore on, they got more dominant. As the game wore on, they got more controlled. And as the game wore on, uh, the force were more and more ready to go home. So uh, it was, I think, probably one of the best Reds performances because they played, um how to describe it, if, without comparing them to a Crusaders style of game. But, you know, they they worked their way through it. Um, they pressurized the other team and they played like a, a full 80 minute performance regardless of how the other team was playing. They played the game plan went through their structure and wore it down. Even though the score was huge, they played how they wanted to and they got better and better and better and finished really strongly. So when they play that sort of game plan, if they can do it against a team like the Brumbies or something like that, um, it should hold them in, in pretty good stead to, to have that experience of playing like that, um, regardless of playing against their opponent, if that makes sort of sense. So they're playing the, their game plan rather than playing against who they're up against sort of thing. So yeah, it was good for them. Uh, yeah, and then they look really good. When they go, they go. And then they get things right, they look like a really attractive rugby-playing team. And they have so many excitement machines, not only like the forwards you've talked about. Uh, players like Tate McDermott is, I think, on another level in Australian rugby uh, for a scrum half. He's playing really, really well. So I'm enjoying him um at the base there. And and just overall, the team looks, I think, easily the second-best team in Australia. I mean, who, who are the team that didn't play this weekend? I, I, I've forgotten them already. Don't even care. They- <laughs> According
1: yeah, it, to Steve they're a rebel and they'll never ever be any good.
2: Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, rebel without a cause. Um, the um, look, <laughs> Topi. To, 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 uh, to, he powered over early on, and that got disallowed for a knock-on. He dropped the ball. Hey, it was 15 0 at half-time, and they and they had two disallowed tries, or, or or well, or a try and one that one that was basically at at, at, at Murty. It was one-way traffic, um really. The the force, sorry, uh, yeah. When they got the ball, they just couldn't get over the game line. Um, so they would go through phases, but go nowhere, um, and end up having to, um, and having to sort of end up turning, it, up, having basically to kick it away, uh, and uh, and give it back to the Reds, who were who were more than happy to run with it. James O'Connor um, had a real good game pulling the strings, particularly in that second half. Um, but um, the uh, um, but yeah, it didn't help with players like Strachan. Um, who uh, started at fifteen for the for the force dropping the ball um, when it was uh, yeah when it was there? Arshin, you said you'd seen you'd seen the twenty minutes of this game, and I think you've pretty, pretty much seen the whole eighty um, by seeing twenty minutes. It was pretty much the same. Uh, there was one little was, it, after was half it really
1: time.
0: was it really because the reason why I
1: only end up watching twenty minutes of it is because like nothing happens, and this was just like ah oh, I can't watch this. I'm falling asleep, and I go to bed, and then I wake up in the morning, and it's 57.5.
0: <laughs> well, you'd, miss, look, you'd, you'd had a disallowed try, and you'd had a a, a lineout more that got stopped, um, but Dongunu swerved through for a try. So you'd had nearly two. You'd had two tries um, before almost. you fell asleep. So <laughs> almost. Um, the only other, the only bit the Force did do well, Steve, was just after half time wasn't it? Basically, the 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 Reds messed up the restart, gave the Force some um, uh, the. Uh, uh, a penalty from which they could go to the corner, um, and eventually, after a couple of uh, attempts, they got the line up more to go over to go over the try line. Did you think there yeah, I mean, a bit of a comeback there, or did or um, no, or not?
2: No, because you, you summed up what I was going to follow up with, with what you just said before. Uh, the force they didn't look like they knew how to attack and to break the line, and, and they often, exactly like you said, they often ran out of ideas and ended up just doing an aimless kick just because we don't know what else to do. So we'll just kick it away and, and hope you know, they make a mistake and, and we can try again in a better position that they were going backwards when they had the ball. Um, They weren't finding, you know, good touch finding kicks or they, they weren't getting it away from uh the players covering back from the Reds. They just, they just didn't really have much of an answer uh for the way that the Reds were defending and, and coming at them and relentlessly uh, coming at them as well. So, yeah, it was really the complete sort of performance from the Reds. And I guess the the force are kind of a slippery banana skin team. If you let them, you know, get their tails up a little bit, they can be quite dangerous. But they, they didn't get that chance at all. Like said, they were held to nil at half time. They come out of the blocks nicely, and I mean they got that early try. But you yeah, like you say, they had to do that a few times and, and hack away at it and to before they actually got it to work and got it over. So it, it was good for the Reds point of view because they had to keep well. They didn't have to, but they did keep up that that momentum and they did keep up that that style and that high level of rugby that they were playing at. When it would have been easy, um, in that last twenty minutes to just go, we're done. It's in the bag. The force come along, score a couple of late tries. You know, Ashwin wakes up in the morning and it's like, oh, that was a close game, and he is persuaded into watching another ten minutes of it uh, before being disappointed ultimately yet again. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's it's good for the Reds. Uh, they needed that. Um, I think two weeks ago was a massive wake up call for that team. Uh, just, They just weren't there mentally, physically, anything uh, sort of at all. So they've come back, good win last weekend. Uh, they played a lot better, stronger game. This weekend, I, I think, was a, a different sort of benchmark for them because they had to show what they can do without having a team that's going to put them under pressure uh, like uh, like the top teams are going to do over there in Australia. So, yeah, they really come out and played pretty well. Uh, if you want to talk about the force, though, well, where did the force go from here? It's it's a bit of a concern yeah. for them. The teams are getting a bit, a bit more onto them, their little fiery starts. I think the changes in these experienced players coming back has changed them from that exciting, blockbusting, starting really hot team that can kind of shock sides at, at the beginning to a team that looks like they want to play an 80-minute performance, but now they don't look like that team that's capable of that. So they don't have that amazing little shock start, and then they're not good enough to play that full eighty minute game that they want to sort of play that they're trying to trying to play. So they kind of got the worst of both situations now by losing that, that fast start excitement, young guns, nobodies, uh, in, into a team of just what looks like just old guys that just aren't cut out for this level anymore.
0: Yeah, if, if we talk about uh, Ben Darwin and the cohesion theory, uh, look they've brought experienced players in, but they've had no time playing together. Uh, this, 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 this is a low cohesion force team, um, with, with the inexperienced sprinkle throughout it as well, uh, which means they're going to give up points because that, that's uh, low cohesion teams have poor defense end of story. Um, because they just don't know and trust each other inside and out. Uh, so what they basically need is just a proper pre season together where they actually get to l- learn each other's names because at the moment they don't, they, they, yeah. Okay. They've, they've been introduced clearly. But they just don't know how each other plays very well. Um,
1: well, it's like the force. The, the, the force didn't actually have any games, really, did they? Um, whereas the Reds actually did play the beginning beginning part of the Super Rugby. So, um, but also, yeah, you've got, they the really Reds haven't Reds any game same, time.
0: The Reds are the same squad as they had in Super Rugby, right? Yeah, whereas that's what I'm saying. The, the Force had one game in Global Rapid Rugby. Yeah, um, which was a very young team. Then got yeah. brought into Super Rugby, realized actually they hadn't got the experience. Went out and bought about five or seven experienced players, um, thrush, um, etc. Um, um, I've gone blank. The all black, um, ja I'm ja um, uh, gonna say good hue, but it's not good hue, it's um, something like that, though.
1: All those white um, people look the same to me.
0: Godwin. there we go. All right, yeah. um, so, yes, that one, okay. yeah. So they went out and got these guys and basically uh, and, and then introduced them. So so it's not even the same squad they had for Global Rapid Rugby, it's a different squad to that. So hence why uh yeah, they, they need a proper preseason. Uh, and all these people going, oh, they need to go and hire lots of new people. No, 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 no. They they need the people they've just hired to spend some time together.
1: Time together. Yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah. Basically maybe, that's it. A-
0: yeah. Maybe go and get out one or two players, but not go but not try and buy a new squad because that just won't work. We've seen we've seen what happens when the Sunwolves buy a new squad every season. Um,
2: but you talk about those guys, those key guys, all those big names coming through. You watch that game with the force, and if you actually watch the force, how they play, it's those same players that play at that high standard, and they are dragging the team up. Like, Kahui played really well. And I think uh, Godwin has played really well with Kahui. He was terrible without Kahui, but having that guy inside him, I think they can take a bit of pressure off him and give him a little bit more space, um, albeit that they didn't match have much at all. But he's better than he was. And... um uh, the, the number eight, big number eight, I've forgotten his name as well. He he's been the one standing up and um smashing through them as well. So it's the same guys that are standing up continuously doing those same same sort of jobs. Stander, that's the guy I'm thinking of. Um yep. he's been phenomenal throughout. And I mean, I think they missed uh the Stowers and that that they had in that back row. Um those guys that that, that, that three back rows have been phenomenal all season. Had they broke them up, rested them around, didn't have the same impact. Uh Standard didn't have his mates. He was good, but you, you see those experienced guys, and they're the ones doing all the head ups. They're the ones doing the the physical, um, noticeable things. But they just, you know, the other guys go and missing, and they go invisible around them. So I think maybe they, they don't feel the responsibility those those listening on guys now because it's like, oh, we, we've got Richard Carui in our team. We don't need to maybe go and play like we were. We don't need to, you know, show ourselves up and and play this magical play because. We've, we've got a world cup winner in our team. You know, we've got a wallaby in our team uh, in the midfield. So I'll just feed off these guys, but it's just not working. I think it's probably like say that the continuity, but it's also a disconnect too, because you don't have the like for like players anymore. You don't have those outcasts in there anymore. And you got those guys, you know, saying these guys can do the magic and I'll just, I'll feed off them. But it's just not getting that same connection between the players of, of that level and, and the guys from below. No, they're not. And,
0: um, now, one of the points that's been made about the the different levels between um, Super Rugby Algarve and Super Rugby AU is that yeah we know Super Rugby AU isn't at the same level, but one of the comments that's been, been made is they've got a they've got a very young crop coming through, and actually having a season playing against each other, where the teams can build up confidence, can build up combinations, which is exactly what the Reds are doing here. This will actually put the Reds in a better place where I mean, next year again it might be two conferences with some final series rather than actually a proper integrated se- season. So a couple of seasons with the Reds playing this level of game will be will be good for their will be good for their team, uh, which is what you were talking about earlier about them then going through all of the that uh, they're keeping their level and not being dragged down by their opposition, which is good to see. Um, the so yes, that was um, pretty much uh, that game. Um, there, uh, moving on then to the um, or oh, any final comments about that one, Steve? Or and Arsenal's obviously. I mean, we've we've talked for as long as I've been seen the game, so we know we know he's probably not got much more to add.
1: Um, I was just going to say that the, you, you you've hit the nail on the head with the Reds. Um, they've got a fairly um young squad, youngish squad, where they've got some really key players that have come through the development or through Australian rugby development, and um, the time together. I think you know that they've they've had a they got a pasting by the Waratahs a couple of weeks back, but um. They're actually developing quite well, and uh, I think they're learning a lot. And as you say, if we if we have a truncated type season next year, we'll just give them another opportunity to grow that. bit before they go to a full blown Super Rugby competition again, or whatever that looks like,
2: if you're yeah. going to break this game down for the Force, um, really they missed a lot of tackles, so they missed about forty odd tackles, forty one tackles, um, and well, their penalties. I got hammered in the penalties as well, so almost double the penalties that reads. Um, conceded. So yeah, when you're getting hammered on penalties, you're missing tackles, you're giving up heaps of territory, it, it's really hard to find your way back in the game when you're not kicking well. Uh, nothing's really going to fall your way when you're playing that sort of style. But following what you guys are saying, you've you got to be excited about the Reds when that back row, especially I think, is up there with the best. Uh, Liam Wright, Fraser McWright and, and uh, Wilson as well. Uh, big standouts. Those guys just have been phenomenal. Uh, Harry Wilson, the big number eight, is leading from the front. He, he's such a, a strong worker, breakdown you know, champion, carries like a, a monster as well. He's just everywhere around the field. He, he's a great player. He's athletic. He's, you know got the pace around the field, a good support player as well. Those three are pivotal, I think, for uh, this Reds team. And then you've got a guy like Salakai Loto in your second row as well, who is like another flanker in that team. Um, it's a really strong pack. It's a really, really strong pack, and it's a mobile pack. I've talked about this quite a bit in the previews and things. They get around the park, they're hard hitters, and they will meet you on the wings, they'll meet you in the middle, and they'll be everywhere. And you, you don't want to pick a fight with them because they make it kind of personal, as we found out of Taliano Tupo last week, um, against the Rebels. So they they get around, and they do work, and, and they work for each other. They have that real team unity, which I think is only going to make them stronger. Uh, James O'Connor, you've, you mentioned him, how well he is, out of all those 10s, like the Tamuas and the O'Connor's that have been, well, questionable with the not 10s playing at 10, he's really grown into the role. I think it, he's been instrumental to this back line, actually getting a little bit out of it. And you can see guys like Jock Campbell now making breaks. That, that bust he made to, to score in those early tries uh, was really from nothing. Just an aimless kick. He's got the ability to break lines and break tackles, and he's starting to stand out. Tate McDermott standing out. I, I'm a huge fan of him, how well he can spark a, a team from nothing. Uh, a couple of tries, you've got the sidestep that's breaking ankles in there as well. So yeah, huge talents. So, and I mean Australian rugby against Australian rugby, young guys are looking pretty bright. I think they're really stepping up uh, to a good level at Australian rugby level. Is it good enough though to, to go up against other international sides? We'll find out. Um, but yeah, it looks bright for them.
0: Yeah, you've got to say James O'Connor on a dry track with front, front football is looking good on a wet track when he's when 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 the packs um the, the pack isn't giving him great front football. Yeah, and that's why he's a twelve, not a. And that's why he's more a natural twelve than a natural ten. Um, but yeah, given give the right conditions, and he, and he and he is he's pulling strings. A couple of I mean, a couple of areas of concern for the four, for the Reds. They managed eight tries, but that was off twenty one clean breaks, um, uh, and they did turn over the ball sixteen times. So yeah, this they, they, they could have scored more. I'd say well, was, well the disallowed try, the the other one, the other one just dropped. So yeah, this could have been a six seventy um, point score. Um, from them um, quite easily.
1: They've still got problems with the line out.
0: Yeah, I did. Two out of 17 that they lost. Uh, yeah, yeah, but it's against oh. the
1: force, right? Whereas yeah. when they played the previous couple of weeks, the line out just kept falling apart. And it's just like, yeah, in the end, I, start, I think they even started taking quick taps in the previous games.
0: Mm. But talking about lineouts falling apart, um, we're going to move on to Steve's favorite team now, the Rortals. um <laughs> Eight out of thirteen, they were successful with. Um, they messed Whoa. up five lineouts. Um, if you're going to do I mean, look, the Brumbies we know have a good set piece, right? They're 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 a, they're a decent rugby team. Um, they're not a they're not particularly magical team, but they're 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 a they're a well coached team. They're a solid team, and if you don't get your basics right, it's going to hurt you. Um, and yeah, they the Waratahs just could not. Uh, couldn't get their line-out working at all, and if you lose that many lineouts, and let's the ones they did win weren't necessarily clean either. Uh, I mean, we had ones where thrown straight over the top, and a player at the back captures it. So I mean, your, your whole setup for that line-out move is gone. Um, the, yeah, you're just not. You, yeah, you're just not going to get the um, the territory um, from that. Um, so, Arswin did you actually you watch more than twenty minutes of this one though? No. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can't. I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I cannot tell a lie. <laughs> I saw oh, it, a yeah. Okay, that's all good. Everybody's going. What have you got them on for? Well, <laughs> just to fill
0: the seats, okay, folks. Yeah, that now. little frame up here in the corner <laughs> okay. here, up because yeah. we get a white box there, and it's really, it really looks very bad. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So how many how many tries did the Brumby score not from a driving mall? All of them.
0: All six tries did not come from hmm. driving, not, not come from a mall.
2: Oh my god. Maybe I should have yeah, stayed no up and scored. It. No hookers no, scoring no. tries. No. <laughs> yeah, good thing you put the tries on the union. <laughs> That's <laughs> why you should
0: have talking, stayed up. <laughs> we're talking about the union. We're not talking rugby league here. Okay. <laughs> That's just <laughs>
1: <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Ooh.
2: It's a different oh, no,
1: that's, oh, that's that's great forward uh, pro- that's great progress for the Brumbies to actually start using a backline then.
0: Yeah, I mean, both lineups were a bit of a mess, to be honest. Um at times the the, the Brumbies um did mean did did make um uh, did, did, so did did sort of fix things, whereas the Waratahs yeah. never did. I mean, look. The Warriors, on top of that, the Warriors, seventeen turnovers um, really, really didn't help uh, matters either. But they have fixed their their discipline issue. They only gave up nine penalties this time, rather than the sort of sixteen or seventeen that they've been giving up in the early games. Uh, so look, that, that that look. There's a little grain of hope. And look, it, this was a one point game going into half time. Um The and on top of that, um, the um, Dempsey also had a. Uh, uh, well, well, very nearly scored in the seventh minute, but um, uh, but, uh, but but knocked it on. Um, so look, they, they they were actually creating opportunities. Steve, I know you 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 hate watching them, but some um, you, you. I mean, Demp- I thought Dempsey had a pretty good game.
2: Okay, if we're going to talk about the Waratahs, there's something I've, I've discovered over the weekend about the Waratahs. Now the Waratahs are like the old guys at the pub that don't like anyone new going into their environment and they try and intimidate people by being the old experienced guy that tries to just intimidate their way into success. That's what the Waratahs are. So you're going to go, then you've got a young team like the Reds or or the Force for that matter, going in there new to the environment or trying to make your way in the competition. The Waratahs try to be bullies by stature to gain control over the game. You have players like Michael Hooper that try and get a control mentally of the game. And that's, I mean, that made sense two weeks ago when they did what they did to the Reds because they got that control in that sort of way. Once they get that mental, I guess, domination over them, they can control the game. They can play the game. But it's all about being that, that bigger sort of guy and that that that's, um, you know intimidating factor, I think, about the, the Waratahs. When they come up against a team like the Brumbies, who are experienced guys, who have that sort of structure, they know what they're going to do, and they're a complete sort of team, as far as Australian rugby goes, they completely capitulate. They fall apart, as the game goes on, they completely lose their marbles. And I think that was perfectly displayed uh, yesterday in that game. They tried to get in there. They they had a decent 40 minutes of it, but when it comes to push to shove, and, and things got a little bit, you know, exciting there, they completely got hammered. And I just think they just don't have the belief, I guess, in their own skill and their own team and their plan that they try and use the old... Like, look at their pack. It's all the old firm. It's all the old guys been around there forever. And they try and assert the dominance in that way. Then, once they have done that, they play the game of rugby because they've, que- they've got the questioning going in their, the other team or their opposition's mind about their position in that, that sort of way. And then, then they get over them and they get control over it. So that's it's a mental game. Rugby is mental. Completely for the Waratahs. That's how they play their game. They don't bamboozle teams off. They try and mentally out psych them and then they play their rugby when they've completely bamboozled their oppositions. So there you go. There's uh, Rugby Psych 101 uh, for this week's show. Um, and next week uh, we'll see that it's probably completely wrong.
0: And there's a couple <laughs> of good players in, in, in there. I mean, Harrison is, is perhaps the, is the exception that oh, the rule. Um, for oh, definitely. Oh, yeah, one. he's, a, he's um, a
2: superstar. Ooh, Harrison's a yeah. fantastic player. But he's he's about one of the only ones uh kawako hunts made a bit of an impression coming back but now he's kind of flitted off and isn't really anything there at all i don't think anymore but harrison by far
0: he was was out this game injured which and and it it tells yeah as you say he doesn't that's a big thing
2: he makes he makes a difference in there but he's not a he's not an 80 minute difference maker he's probably a 40 minute difference maker and then you don't really see him uh, coming into the, the rest of the game um and you just, you just see all these guys, it's the, it's the Dempsey's, it's the Hooper's, it's the Rob Simmons, it's the Ned Hannigan's, all those guys. I mean, they're cool. all old school. And I just think they just try and mentally try and intimidate the, their opposition packs. And I think they that's the Reds, I think, just got completely um, mind well, not mind topic you know, just outdone mentally on the on, the, on that part of the game that they couldn't play the game plan. They were too busy trying to get one up. Too busy trying to get one over their opposition. Too busy trying to show the old guys that I am the new guy. And they just forgot about how they were playing the game. And then, you know, they, they lose their momentum. They lose the confidence. And it all goes out the window. And I think the Brumbies, like I say, it was pretty tight in that first half. The Brumbies, I think, are mentally, one well, the easily the strongest team in Australia. Showed them up. Showed them up and put them away in that second half. It, it completely. And once the Waratahs don't have that, uh, they're a shell.
0: Now, uh, we don't normally talk about the referees and the officials in a game. But in this one, I think we do have to go and have a chat about the TMO. This one. So two calls in particular that um, that, that we've talked about. So the, the opening try. Um, Grubber through um, the, um, uh, the nine is clearly offside when the kick is taken. Uh, now, the only question is, does the kicker, Managed to play him onside before he starts advancing. The TMO goes, um, pretty much the TMO says, Yes, yeah, not clear and conclusive, that cl- not not clearly offside, suggesting that he did. Pretty much everyone else in the universe going, He's at least a meter and a half offside. Um, so yeah, the, the Burmese definitely, uh, are, okay, Austin, you, you've at least seen that. i oh, just so it, like so I've just the seen the highlights day.
1: while um, Steve was doing a psych 101 class. And, um, <laughs> I mean, look, he was, he was, he was about, he was about half of I wouldn't say he's a meter and a half offside. He's about half a meter offside. He's about a, 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 a step. He's about just short of a step offside in front of the kicker. There's no way the kicker goes and puts him on side from there. Um, so yeah, no, he's offside, but he's not, he's not meter and I wouldn't say he's a meter and a half offside.
0: Now, if we go back to the Force versus the Royal Tiles last week, we had a similar kind of thing, didn't we? Um, where Hunt... Um, chipped over, uh, um, or, or uh, collects and then throws a pass to uh, also collects a chip over and then throws a pass to Gordon who goes on to score. But Gordon then gets called for um, offside as he was advancing, um, before anyone put him back onside from the kick, which seemed like a pretty tough call, um, in that situation because Carmichael had collected the ball and passed backwards to him, so he was onside by then, but obviously shouldn't have advanced when the um, when the kick had taken to me. This was a pretty similar one, but yeah, he was advancing straight away, uh, uh, and that just shows a lack of consistency between the two games. He's gone early. Yep, basically. Um, yep, in, in in both of those. And then, um, Samu's. Uh, so, uh, have you got the end of the game yet? Because Samu yep. scored in the corner. Nope. Great try. His foot. Yep, foot's definitely <laughs> on the line. <laughs> no doubt about
2: it. Don't know what they were looking at.
0: <laughs> so apparently not convincing not sorry not conclusively um on the not, line not to conclusively this, touching
1: know. any part of the paintwork sure
0: <laughs> apart from the bit of that foot that was touching white paints. yes um yeah so yes so the brothers the were, were were on the end of a couple of um a couple of um calls that were going their way def- um i, I think they're that's yeah both of them um, I, I can I, I can see an argument. Yeah, I the the, the Samu he was kind of like, yeah, dancing, dancing. Ooh, that looks a bit, um, yeah, he's out, um, I think. Steve, where were you on these two?
2: I, I, I'd just like to give uh, Pete Sabo a, a massive congratulations on how well he played. I mean, oh, yeah. that was reminiscent of, you know, Elliot Dixon in the, in the grand final against the Hurricanes, wasn't it? I mean, that was always a try. That was one of the greatest tries in Super Rugby final history. Uh yeah. Pete Samu doing much of the same. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> Don't argue it. Don't take that away from, sorry, from Elliot. Sorry. Okay. Don't take I, it away.
1: I, I called Elliot Dixon's try-a-try. Try.
2: Exactly. There you go. But it's <laughs> conclusive. It's majority, and Paul doesn't get a vote. So yeah, yeah. Pink Samu. Who's Paul? <laughs> exactly. A, a fantastic player. Uh, that's why he was a crusader. That's why the Crusaders would have liked to keep him on shore. Um, just shows he's got that ability to do amazing things. Um Showed, I think something probably haven't seen from him in Brumby's colours is that ability that he he can kind of beat players. He's he's kind of just been pottering away as part of the pack, isn't he? He's not really gone out lurking. On the edges, like he has. Uh, then this weekend, he's he's gone out there. He's found a bit of work. He's beaten players on the outside, um, showing that he's kind of like the an Artie sort of player. How he can bust through the little guys on the wing, like Alex Newsom's no chance against a guy like Pete Samu. So it's good to see him. I think the Brumbies will gain a lot from having got like a, that out there that can do that and create the space for them. I think I think you'll go
1: sort of like the the the, the Wallabies as well as you know the Brumbies would have. Gone. Where's the Pete Samu that played for the Crusaders? And mm. this year you're seeing him. Um, he, he's he's actually yeah you know When you're seeing him running around and he's making that progress, and you definitely see the Pete Samu that played for the Crusaders this year. But he hasn't been there before that.
0: Yeah, uh, and Pope Samu got got two tries, one on each side of the pitch, one on the left wing, one on the right wing. Um, there was also I mean, right. Um, there was also another uh, controversial one when Wright scored in the corner. Um, but to me. The pass looked forward to him, but they were saying backwards out of the hands. Yeah, maybe. Um, And then um, (laughs) and then for some reason, the the man running on with the tee couldn't be bothered to run across the pitch to give the tee for the conversion. So the um, so he had to take a drop kick um, from out wide for the conversion um, and actually actually bounced off the off the bar. Uh, but and didn't go over, which was a, an amazing, it was a very good g- drop kick, just millimeters short. Uh, but yes, the, 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 the member of the team's like, Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be disallowed. Oh, no, I'm not running really over there. Can't be bothered. Um, <laughs> so that was a you, you, re- you rarely see a drop, a drop kick attempt at a conversion from so far out wide.
1: I'll tell you what, speaking of kicks from out wide, the Brumbies got a couple of purlers from out on the touch lines, one from each mm.
2: side. I mean, that yes. goes, um, Lonergan was amazing, I thought. He had a r- really, really strong game. I don't think we've seen him all season. Um, he was really, really good from the Brumbies and, and kicking as well, which is a bit of a surprise um, for him coming on, taking over Bailey Kunzel for, while he was on the field. So, yeah, another young guy. I mean, Lonergan's been around for a while. I don't know about how he's super, super young, but um, yeah, fresh sort of talent and he's showing, you know, there's a lot of it going around um, in Australia at the moment. They can, it's a it's depth, I guess, they've probably not seen from a long time. For a long time, that they've actually got players that can come in and and take a jersey like like Kunzul himself. I mean, he wouldn't have even have been there um, if it wasn't the injury um, earlier in the season. Forgotten his name, but there, there you go, Lonnigan's twenty-two. So yeah, injuries coming through, replacements coming in, actually having that depth to, to play at a good level and and actually coming in and performing it's uh, Australia hasn't seen that for a number of years. I don't think so. It's good for them. I was going to say, look, um, I, I sort of like I know I know we we sh- we.
1: Talk sometimes sort of um, in uh, condescending tones about Australian rugby, but and we shouldn't because some of our most loyal viewers and watchers are from over that side of the Tasman. Um, but um, the reality is, is that I, I think I'm not saying that they're going to beat the All Blacks or you know sort of thing, but they've got some good talent coming through that Dave Rennie's going to be able to work with um, to put a decent. Time. They need they don't need a hundred players. They need. Twenty-three matchday players to go out there and put a good performance out there, and and there looks like there's enough talent coming through to actually get a decent twenty-three out on the paddock. Key will be first five and halfback, and halfback I think we've talked you've talked about. They definitely have halfbacks coming through which look good. First five's a bit debatable whether I've got somebody that's a real class first five coming through. Oh no, no, I
0: think um, I um, Mister Harrison. Harrison. Yeah, All the way. You've got, have <laughs> got, got, they've got, a couple there, Harrison, and they've also got some, uh, the guys injured at the Brumbies, Lolasio, Lolasio. yeah. so they've got, they've got a couple of guys there that are good. But it's, um, the what's what's um has been interesting is that we've seen renne's people of um, uh, people of national in, or players of national interest, um, ponies. Um, which sounds a bit like some sort of CIA list of of uh, of, of people who are who are who are terrorists to be honest, to be bluntly, um, but some um, uh, a, a guy on Twitter um, has um, has nicely put out the most experienced fifteen that he could put together from the players of national interest that Dave Rennie has mentioned. So I'm just going to run through that for you, so you can get an idea as to kind of the experience in these players. So Slipper um, in one in one jersey on 96 caps. Fainga is the most uh, experienced hooker they've got with 12 caps. That's really inexperienced, obviously. ala 37 caps. Again, that's not many. In the locking department, Simmons on 100. Um, but Salakai Lotto, 16. Their second most experienced lock has 16 caps. Um, he's not a lock. Well. He's
1: playing lock for the Reds, but he's not a lock.
0: Well, yes. Well, okay. So you get to the back row then. The Lucy's mm-hmm. Hannigan with 20 caps. Hooper with 99, Samu with 9. So in that pack, you've only got two – so you've got three players with over 50 over fifty caps, which is not very many, really. Coming cool, on to cool. the – Oh,
1: yeah, go carry on. Sorry. No
0: go I was just going to say, it, th- that's true. I
1: mean, experience is a big thing. But the reality, the other thing is that guys that don't have much experience haven't been beaten by the All Black Slots. So, <laughs> you know, you, you're not going to go on there. You don't go onto the field – with this mental thing, oh god, we just keep getting smashed by these guys.
0: True, but this is, this is this part of the thing about that, where they've got a lot of young, young, young talented players coming through who could be good, um, and um, and we'll have to see see about that. Um, yep. So then, uh, Nick White is the most experienced uh, scrum half with 31 caps, and he's been overseas for most of his life. Um, Tamura at 10 with 52 caps, O'Connor at 12 with 52 caps as well. And Kieran Drani at 13 with 61 caps. And again, Tamua, O'Connor both spent lots of time overseas um, there. So it's not been sort of depth within experience within 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 group for a long time. Corobetti on 29 caps, Hodge on 39, and Halep Petty on 37. So again, um apart from Kirindrani, it's Kirindrani on 61, then you're uh, Tamua and O'Connor, who've both been overseas for a long time. So they've not played international much recently. Uh, are the other guys over 50 caps in the back in the, in the backs as well? So, again, a relatively inexperienced back line. So, yeah, so, um, so, so that gives you an idea as to kind of the, the lack of experience in Australian rugby at the moment because their players just keep going overseas to Europe and Japan.
2: But what year is it? It is the year we all know what year it is. How can we forget? But it's the year after a World Cup, yeah. When a teams at their most vulnerable? In terms of experience, is right now, and I think going back to what Ashwin said before, this is the perfect time to just get get rid of all those old guys and and now blood these new guys because they're not playing South Africa in South Africa, they're not playing New Zealand teams in New Zealand. They they're not going to go over there and get thumped by the Crusaders. You know, they, they've not got that travel, they've not got all that. They're actually gaining confidence by you know beating guys they know and they're winning. That's the, the main thing. It's like more than the Brumbies are actually winning games. The Waratahs were going to say we're on a winning streak. Like the, the how disgusting was that? The fact is that they're actually winning games. They're all winning games. They're all getting confidence. They're all knowing what it's like to be a winner. They're all knowing what it's like to close out a match and pick up the win from different circumstances. It's, it's experience that. Different to what they'll get in normal super rugby, but it's it's invaluable because these young guys are coming through and they're gonna play a season, maybe two seasons, where they're gonna know how to win and and that they can go into a game and believe they're gonna win. How many Australian teams realistically go to Christchurch believing they can win? How many New Zealand teams go to Christchurch realistically believing that they're actually gonna come away with a win? Uh very, very few. And they 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 hope and they, they try their dandest, but you know, realistically the thoughts always back in the back of mind, you're going to come away with the loss going out of Christchurch. Or, you know, even now going to the Blues is pretty likely you'll come away with the loss there as well. So it's that mental side of things and knowing that you can win a game. They'll come back in Super Rugby. They can go into this National Rugby and have that bit of belief behind them. And, and now's the time to actually get these guys to, to learn that and not come in there, you know, five caps, three losses to the All Blacks, two um, to South Africa. How's that to start your international career? That's just an absolute, you know, dumper of a way. And it's all mental. It's so mental. Um, once you lose that confidence, it's, it's out the window. Back to that yeah. sort of, you know, psych class 101, isn't it? Exactly. That's my my topic for the day, that one. <laughs>
0: well, 102. We had 101 earlier. Um, yeah, um, but um, I, th- I think, yeah, as I say, so there's, there's a lot of people saying, oh, yeah, look, the, the Super Rugby Australia aren't um, aren't good enough to play with, with, with New Zealand. Look, actually, I think New- Australia's in a – um in a a positive place player wise at the moment Mm -hmm. look there there is a um there's a lot of promise there um that could go really well we have to see whether it will or not obviously um but um i i I wouldn't be um uh so negative about um, Australian Mm -hmm. rugby at the moment now whether they can actually have enough players to fill five teams i think that's probably a little bit ambitious um but um but I, i do still think that um uh, that, 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 yeah, it's in a good place. Um, <laughs> Look, we have to make sure we don't mix
1: up Super Rugby with international rugby. As I say, you need oh, yeah. twenty-three players um, in an international. You don't need to have five teams or three teams or however many teams you want to put out there. You only need twenty-three players that can do the job.
0: Um, see, we like don't say anything to Aaron, by the way. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> the last time I went to Forsyth Park Stadium, the Hollanders won. So you know, <laughs> I, I, that's the last memory I've got in my mind of the Blues getting thumped in the second half. Uh, Did last, your and Dick take you take <laughs> ya? You know, that's the last time they met in uh, a Super Rugby, wasn't it? I mean, what's Super Rugby? Uh, how, how does it, how does it go, Paul?
0: How does it go?
2: Hush! Hush, bro! Hush! I've forgotten what it was. I've forgotten what it was. It doesn't exist. It's all super rugby now. And they're holding this one last time. So let's keep that in mind, you know. Just don't remember the fridge.
0: So quick, quickly, the, 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 the table then. Brumbies are top of the table on 23 points, having played six games. The Reds and Waratahs have both played seven games on 21 points and 15 points. Um, and the Rebels have played six games on 14 points. And then the, the force at the bottom there on two points. Now, I would suggest that, I mean, the, the Rebels and the Brumbies both have got the force to come. So I, I would say that's that's five points each. So the real table is 28 points for the Brumbies in top place. The Reds in second on 21. The Rebels in third on 19. And the Tars in fourth on 15.
2: The Question um, is, here's a big question for you. Where would the Chiefs sit in that table? The... <laughs>
0: probably second. Um, um, So anyway, um, now we did have a question there. uh, So
1: actually just, just hang on, hang on out. That means that next week's Rebels Waratahs game is very key.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Correct. Very key. Um, The Reds have only got one game against the Brumbies left. They've got their points. They've got the runs on the board. Got to get that one in. They've got the runs on the board. So they're probably safe for a second or third position, but it's all on. Between Waratahs and Rebels, and so next week, sort of like a a quarterfinal of sorts for uh, for Waratahs and Rebels.
0: Well, yeah. So, so the Reds are guaranteed now to finish in top three because the Tars yep. can't catch them. Go the Reds. Um, the Tars can only get to twenty points, which would be one point behind. They only got one more game to go, um, which is against, the, say, against the Rebels next weekend, which is, which is a key game as to yeah who that third team will be in there. If the Rebels win, they're in. If the Tars win, they're in with a chance. Um, because obviously the, the Rebels still have the force to play.
1: I think you mean around the other way. If the Tars win, they're in. If the Rebels win, they're in with a chance.
0: No, if, if the Tars win, they could be on 19 points. The Rebels could be on 14 still. And with, with five points against Western Force the following weekend. Gotcha.
1: Okay.
0: So it's, <laughs> the, next week is the Tars' last game. They have to win it to guarantee themselves playoff rugby um we did have a uh, so the north south game has been postponed um one week um so um and obviously we've had the the sides named for that batman does ask a good question though he says um when is the uh, stewart island team going to be named it's obviously going to play Wahi Wahi in the in 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 in, um in a north versus south small island competition um who are they going to play the place where that has wine, Wahi Island. Waihi Waikī. Wai- there we Wai-hiki. go. That's what I'm looking for. Waikī. But then there's the out.
1: Chathams. and let's not forget the Chathams in Great Barrier, uh, Great Barrier Island. Not Great Barrier Reef. Great Barrier Island.
0: Are there enough people living on Great Barrier Island to, to actually put Wai- a team together? Well, you know, you don't 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 just discriminate on them because they might
2: have a small population. That's harsh. So. Um, and it's 852 people on Great Barrier Island. Plenty that that's a super rugby side, there. Yeah? As we
1: said, we only need 23 for a match day 15, don't you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, look, I will tell you that there's been a lot of um talking about club rugby, and we're talking about you need a match day 23. The main problem club rugby sides are finding at the moment is actually getting four props or uh, um is, is is a big problem. So, folks, if you want to play prop, um. Then get yourselves down to your club and because and, and, um, clubs are crying out for props. Um, it doesn't tie running. up
1: though, does it? It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. world's going, in oh, New Zealand included, the world's get, got an obesity problem and we're short on props. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ouch. <laughs> uh, the, um, as you can tell, Arsham played what? Out in the wing? <laughs> uh, no, I, was, I, was, I was a lock. You're a lock. Wow. I was a lock. Cool. Short locks back in the day. Um, <laughs>
1: the, <laughs> I could jump.
0: Could jump. <laughs> Didn't mind getting lifted. was, was, oh, was well before be lifting. Lifted. Well <laughs> before
1: lifting days. <laughs> I think we would have been if we were doing lifting, we would have been dropping players
0: all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh dearie me. Um so yeah, so you're asking. You're quite right. Yeah, the 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 Tiles Rebels will be is is the key game next next Saturday. Um, so uh, tune in for that one. The Brumbies should get a good win over the Waratahs, uh Sorry, over the Western Force on um, on Friday night with the Reds having a week off um, before coming back to play the Brumbies in their last game. Um, cool. Any other thoughts on Super Rugby before we disappear? It does seem a bit strange. We've not managed to talk for an hour and a half.
2: I mean, they, they were pretty straightforward games, weren't they? So I thought yeah, it's they like were. they were like the Reds pretty much you know dominated that game. The Brumbies pretty much dominated that game. Um, there wasn't too much sort of contentious sort of rugby going on over the weekend. It was pretty cut and dry stuff, which was. I mean, from from where I was sitting, to see the Waratahs lose convincingly and the Reds win convincingly was uh, quite good for my uh, Super picks, which you know I can I can I haven't checked yet, but I mean just 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 a taste test to see how it feels, you know. <laughs> have the yellow cap on my head yet again? That's always a good thing. hope.
0: And uh, yeah, my, my bets went quite well. Um, Superbrew so checkup. Come on! If you want to check out how my bets went, so, um, I will be posting uh, up my uh, driving mall versus the bookie. Um, on NZSportRadio.com. Uh, so go over there and check that out. I'm um, uh, placing bets on both Super Rugby and also the Pro 14 as well, which has uh, got back going this weekend. So um, thank you, um, everybody, um, for joining us in the live chat. It's great to have you. We'll be back here. Well, I'll be back here at 7 a.m. tomorrow morning with a morning sports briefing. Um, and we'll be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m the Driving Wall Show, where we'll talk about the stuff that happens off the pitch for rugby. Um, And as uh, Jordan asked in the um, live chat about um, Razor joining Gats um, as the Lions coaching staff, yep, we'll talk about that tomorrow night as one of our topics. Plus, we'll also catch up with the club rugby as well. So um have a great evening, folks, and uh, catch you all next time.